Welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm going to be joined today by Nancy Lamaster. Nancy puts out the Hospital Purchasing Managers Index report from the Institute for Supply Management. Isn't that a mouthful? <laughs> um, we, we certainly appreciate the Institute for Supply Management sharing their reports with us and having a spokesperson to come on because these are important indicators of what's happening in particular industry segments, in this case, the hospital segment. And Nancy, welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Oh, thanks, Tim. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you in the hospital segment. Uh, it's interesting because they've been under a lot of pressure from the COVID-19 event, the pandemic. How were they doing this past month? Well, this past month turned out to be very good. Um, if In February, uh, there was some cautious optimism that we were starting to see a decline in the volume of COVID cases, which was opening up some capacity um, for elective procedures. And the elective procedures tend to be more profitable. The hospitals rely on them for their margin. So when we looked at the, um, the PMI index this, this month, I'm going to cheat just a little bit here. Um, it came in in the growth mode, so 10 months in the growth mode um, at 58.8. But the story is kind of underneath, as you know. Um, when we looked at the business activity, we saw a big 8% jump in the month of March, coming in at 62% um, up from 54. So that was a really nice, solid growth number. Um, and then, of course, we're always looking at new orders to think, gosh, what could be coming and we saw an eight and a half percent increase in new orders for the month, taking that up to 62.5. So, you know, the growth numbers in terms of volume were good, um, but the context comes from the comments. And what we had heard from our panelists was what they were really saying is that, yes, indeed, we were starting to see that shift. Um, the, the dramatic high levels of COVID cases were coming down. And we were now starting to see more elective procedures during the month. So from a volume perspective, it was really good. When we looked at backlog of orders, which really gets at, you know, demand for services that have been put off and they're in backlog mode, we actually for the first time saw that going down to contracting. And we haven't seen that since 2019. So that again tells me that some capacity was opening up. And some of that pent-up demand is starting to filter into the hospitals, um, which will be a real positive for them. Nancy, in terms of non-elective procedures, things that patients need for their care, was that ever interrupted or were things like uh, cancer treatments uh, always in operation? We just heard COVID, COVID, COVID. So it, it, a little bit of a mix. I think one of the things that's very confusing to people is the phrase non-elective. You know, elective makes it sound like, well, you do or you don't need it. But if you're in severe pain and you have to put off having your knee replaced, you know, that's difficult. So when you thought of heart attacks, strokes, those were still coming in through the ER. But in many cases, even some types of cancer surgeries were postponed during the first wave of COVID because anything that might end up needing an ICU bed, we were trying to put off. And because in the very beginning, we still didn't know exactly how the disease was transmitted. 
a lot of things that you and I would not consider elective were postponed. Now we're seeing um, those types of surgeries either come back, like joint replacements or spine surgeries, et cetera, or cases like uh, tumors and uh, cancer tech procedures are being handled right away instead of asking people to wait two or three months. So, you know, it, it's a big change and a really important change for patients because you can imagine if someone says, well, you have a, a lump, but we're going to wait two months to take it out. That's pretty disconcerting. Yes, clearly. So what are the four components that make up this PMI number for the hospital site? So really very similar to what it is in the manufacturing um, industry. We look at we look at the business activity. We look at new orders. We look at employment and we look at supplier deliveries. And when you looked at that this month, um, you probably already picked up on it. Big, big red flag in employment. The PMI would have been much higher if we hadn't seen a 10% decline in employment. We went all the way back to contracting again. So that number came in at 49%, down from 59 in February. And that is a big concern, um, especially because the last time we had that number, when we saw a 10% drop, that was between November and December of 2020. And you remember all the TV shows and everyone was talking about burnout with nurses and inability to hire people, um, that kind of thing. What was odd about this month was how little our panelists said related to employment. So there were comments about um, a reduction in temporary nursing staff that they called travelers but there wasn't a lot of detail. So we really going into April are really, really cautious trying to find out, was that just kind of a reset between uh, permanent employees and maybe temporary employees that came in to deal with COVID? And now we're back to more surgical cases that will right size in April. But if it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for being able to care for, you know, to see that high business activity index. We've got to get our employment up, you know, to be able to match and consistently be able to take care of that level of demand. Yes, that is rather alarming. It will be interesting to see what you can uh, tease out as we go through April to find out just exactly what's causing it. And certainly everyone's concern is and would be mine. Are the nursing staff and doctor staff just fried from dealing with this pandemic now for over a year in a very intense condition where, you know, they've got to take a break. And so they're not available. Right. And, you know, like we saw this month in the manufacturing uh, in report on business and the service report on business from ISM, both of them talked about labor shortages. So we need to tease out, is there a fundamental shortage of people to be hired or are they kind of right-sizing their um, the employee uh, to meet the demand? You know, kind of what's going on? So we'll be looking real careful at next month. Yeah, a dramatic shift, 10 points, a major swing. Mm -hmm. So Nancy, in terms of supplier deliveries, this is another critical component of the hospital index. It is whether or not I can get the equipment I need 
and that goes everything from pharmaceuticals to syringes and needles to masks to take care of the patients that I have in the hospital. How did that perform? So our supplier index is still slowing. Um, you know, we've, we've been dealing with this for, oh gosh, let me see here, 16 months that we've seen it in that slowing. Now it didn't, it, it slowed slower <laughs> and that's always a little bit of a good thing, but you know, what I tell you, Tim, is in a way it's stable. If you really look at that number, even though it's it's in that slower category, it, it's not it's not huge swings. So in some ways that allows a supply chain person to kind of adjust to what the timeline is, what the expectation is in terms of those deliveries, while swings make it hard. But um, as you know, the two things going on in this past month that make us concerned that that number could get even worse um, next month, you know, are all of the, the Suez Canal issue, the port issues in California, and then that big freeze in Texas. So, um, you know, there is definitely concern um, when some of the panelists commented that although in March, we continue to see shortages of needles and syringes and, and gloves and things that have been long term. There's a real concern that starting you know, now going forward for the next few months, we may see increased shortages of plastics, of products that have um, petroleum and resins. And unfortunately, you know, the hospital industry consumes a huge portion of plastic, especially with COVID. So much single use. Um, that kind of thing. So we're, you know, a little cautious going into these next months that we could see an influx of shortages um, and, and a slowdown in supplier deliveries. Nancy, one of the other components that they don't make up the, the PMI number in this sector, but they are something that is tracked in the report. And I'm sorry, that was what? The imports? Uh, imports, exports, the other components. Oh, the other components. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Let's kind of walk through those. Okay. So imports is another interesting phenomena, and I think it really ties back to inventory and inventory sentiment. So for the second month in a row, inventory is contracting in the hospital segment, and we haven't seen contractions for a very long time. I was going to look here, um, and it, um, it we go back to 2019 before we saw inventories contracting. And what the panelists are saying is that in many cases, they built up such high inventory levels because of the shortages of PPE and the uncertainty with COVID. They're just now starting to feel comfortable burning some of that down. And again, we saw that sentiment again was to, that inventories were too high. So that translated a little bit into our imports number, which also went into contracting. So, you know, if we're seeing some shortages and we're seeing some slowdowns, we do have some inventory to rely on. Um, and even though we've seen spikes in the Northeast of COVID cases again in Michigan, overall what the panelists are telling us is we're starting to bring those inventory levels down. Um, and so, how that'll infect the rest of the supply chain, we need to kind of monitor. So how much inventory is in the distributor uh, channel and how much in the manufacturing holding. The manufacturer report would tell us there's not much inventory out there. So probably is not 
the slowdown of buying isn't going to really hurt the manufacturers at this point. Um, but we are seeing that, and that's kind of coupled with a lot of price pressure. So again, price indexes, supplies, pharmaceuticals uh, continued growing this month. Pharmaceuticals have grown ever since the, um, the index, we began gathering data to test the index. Um, back in April of 2018, month, month over month, supplies have grown, prices have grown ever since then. So a lot of price pressure, um, some cooling of inventory purchasing is going on. And the one index that uh, was very interesting this month that we haven't seen uh, for a very long time is days payable outstanding actually contracted. So, you know, that's a good news for the suppliers uh, providing products to hospitals, but it could also be an indication that maybe they're starting to see a little improvement in their cash flow. So that's one we're going to watch for April to see, was that just kind of a one-time adjustment or is that a trend? And is there an export component with this in this, uh, in this report, Nancy? And if so, what are the exports? So exports are a little difficult uh, in healthcare for people to kind of comprehend, very different. That would be the export of care to another country. And there really are only a handful of large systems. You think of the Cleveland clinics and the Mayos and some of the uh, University of California systems, some in Florida, that really export care. So what um, ISM has determined is that we, we continue to gather that, that export number, but it really hasn't been part of our report because it's, it's so confusing compared to how clear exports are in manufacturing and service, right? So we really don't put a lot of focus on that. Instead, we focused on things like hospital-based case mix index, how sick are our patients. That's another proxy for how hospitals get paid. Um, right. And we're seeing a little bit of increase in that. Um, that was 54 um, from 52. So again, we're seeing kind of a little bit sicker patients. And again, I think that's a, a outcome of the shift to more surgical volume. Okay. So in the overall, as we begin to wrap up this segment, it sounds like the hospital segment, which has been really struggling under incredible people pressure, PPE pressure, is beginning to, in fact, kind of recover uh, and come back to the surface. It's been underwater for a long time. I wonder if you could just kind of give us a summary of everything in this report, which is a terrific report. It is. So, you know, we know from our panelists that the mix of volume is is better this month, more electives, not as much COVID. That's a positive. Um, we're starting to see um, some of that backlog flow into our business activity, but yet our new orders are strong. So that would that would be a hint of positive for the coming month. Um, we're going to have to keep a really close eye on that employment number because we've got to have the right staff mix to take care of those patients. We're going to see a little bit of, of decline uh, in purchases as we burn off some of that inventory. And we're really cautiously watching what's going to happen with supplier delivery and shortages related to uh, raw material shortages, uh, particularly in petroleum. Okay. Well, Nancy, we appreciate, again, the Institute for Supply Management sharing this information with all of our listeners. We think it's incredibly important. We appreciate you making the shift to Zoom. No problem. Uh, it's uh, kind of a fun uh, opportunity to see the people that we're talking to like they do on the 
big network. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Oh, thank you, Tim, for having me. Look forward to talking to you again. Well, we look forward to it. And for those of you who are interested in more information from the Institute for Supply Management, please go to ismworld.org and you will find a ton of information there, including this report. And while you're surfing the web, go to jacketmediaco.com and you'll find links to all of our podcasts, including this one, Manufacturing Talk Radio. Once again, we appreciate you tuning in and getting more valuable information from Manufacturing Talk Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.